Good morning, podcasters. This is Kristen, your host from More Than Rich, shining a light on your financial underwear drawer. Today, we are talking with Rob Barton, the investment advisor representative at Carlson Financial Services. Rob graduated from NC State with a degree in accounting, and he's been working for Carlson Financial Services the last four years under Roy Carlson's direction. We love talking with Rob because he really enjoys working with all demographics of clients, from those fresh out of school needing to start their financial plan, to those experienced individuals on the other side of their careers needing financial advice as well. Rob just celebrated his eight-year wedding anniversary to his lovely wife, Emily, and he serves as a deacon at Imago Day in Raleigh, North Carolina. And most of the time, he spends his off hours fishing for largemouth bass and striper. I've been on the recipient side of Rob's fortune after he has filleted the striper, so I can attest that he does actually catch and not fish. Today, we're going to be discussing millennials of all things in the financial world. And as of July 1st, 2019, millennials whom we define as ages 23 to 38 in 2019 numbered 72.1 million and overtook the baby boomers as the largest generation. Rob, what should this demographic start thinking about in terms of their financial planning? Thanks, Kristen, for that introduction. Uh, great to be with you this morning. I don't catch fish as often as you made it sound like I do, but I appreciate you letting folks know that I do catch them at least sometimes. Yeah, I think that's a, a two-part answer for millennials. Uh, the first is they should start thinking about gaining financial literacy. Um, in our world, there's a ton of information online uh, as it relates to planning, as it relates to budgeting, as it relates to the economy and what it's going to do. Um, but it seems that there's a disconnect on how to take that information and apply it and actually put that into a financial plan. So learning what it means to have a tax control plan inside of your financial plan, learning what it means to have a pre-tax versus after-tax or tax-deferred versus a Roth IRA type of accounts, and understanding for the companies that they're working for the ins and outs of their 401k plans uh, and really understanding what it means for them as they go forward um, to actually start planning. They're faced with having a ton of information and not being sure how to navigate through all of it. And so although they are an experience-driven demographic or generation, it's critical to start thinking financially about what happens next in the next 1, 5, 10, and even 20 years, and then what steps they need to take to get there. Thanks, Rob. It's something that we actually spoke about on our first podcast and that word taboo in finance, because really, you know, we're, we're not taught that in a capitalist country from day one when we're in school. And it, and it's so important. Love that you touch on the 5, 10 and, and 20 year plan. What's interesting is that the baby boomers are uh, considered the wealthiest generation in American history. What do you think the millennials can learn from them? That's a great question, and I think we can always look back at history and look back at previous generations and probably fill up a lot more time than this podcast will allow us. But I think millennials can learn from the baby boomers in that the baby boomers were really good planners. They were family-oriented, hardworking, and they also came just after the greatest generation 
Um, and so as we look a little bit further back into history, we know that the Great Depression affected the way that folks saved money. It affected the way that they spent their dollars. And it meant that it took a long time to accumulate wealth and they had to work really hard to do it. And as we shift gears to the millennials, when you're young and youthful, you don't have a lot of foresight. And being that the world seems a lot smaller now than it used to, I think a lot of millennials are faced with the decisions on, do I experience these things now or do I start a family now? Do I buy a house or do I continue to rent? Uh, And it seems that they're pushing off some of those bigger financial decisions and kind of kicking the can down the road, so to speak. Uh, And something that they could take away from the baby boomers is actually getting a plan in place when it comes to just month-to-month cash flow management and budgeting. The latest statistics I read, 62% of millennials are living paycheck to paycheck. Part of that is they're in their 20s and they're just starting out in their careers. But the other part is a lot of millennials are carrying an unnecessary amount of debt, uh, be it consumer debt like credit cards or be it student loan debt. And so as they're going paycheck to paycheck and working to pay all of the debt down, um, they're in a predicament because they're taking all of the discretionary income they have to try to get the debt off of their balance sheet. At the same time, they're missing out on the opportunity cost of investing along the way. So if they were to pay down some of the debt while investing along the way, you're, you're killing two birds with one stone there. Along with the compounding interest that you can gain from doing that, um, they could be increasing their net worth, increasing their wealth, and working towards what the baby boomers have already accomplished. We're now in the midst of this COVID-19 epidemic, right? A lot of people liken it to the Great Depression. Do you think this is kind of the Great Depression of of the millennial generation? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I I think for the millennials, it's probably the biggest financial event uh, that they've experienced. So for me, I'm right in the middle of the millennial generation, which is why we're talking about it. And for me, I briefly experienced 2008 and the Great Recession as that hit. I was in college, but working at the time, but I did get to see the effects of that on families, on 401ks, and on all of the folks across America, uh, and how that kind of changed our economic landscape. And I think with the COVID-19 pandemic, we're in a similar state in that a lot of the jobs that have been lost are held by millennials. A lot of the millennials were working in food service or working in retail, uh, and those are the ones that have taken the biggest hit. So at a time like this where maybe plans haven't been put into place on how to navigate that from a cash flow perspective, or they haven't really thought much about what's next, it's a good time to sit down, reevaluate, and kind of reorient financially on what it looks like to move forward as we come out of this. So I'm optimistic as as we begin to reopen states and reopen the economy that a lot of these jobs will come back, although I think the, the landscape looks different in how we do food service and how we do retail. Uh, and if you've been to Lowe's or, or been through, you know, sat in a takeout line to get your food for over an hour, you kind of know what that feels like right now. But for the millennials, you know, I think it's it's critical that they use this as a, oh, hey, I do need to think about what's going to happen if I have a loss of income for two or three months, so that you're not putting that additional expense on the credit card um, and racking up debt, but that you actually have cash reserves that have been accumulated for those rainy days, that emergency fund to cover those expenses. And even beyond cash flow and thinking about planning and investing wisely so that when the market does correct, you're not taking on more risk than you need to. 
So understanding if you have a 401k, what type of investments are inside of it, what funds are in there, how much risk you should take on, and in a current environment like this, where those funds should line up with your risk tolerance and with your investment strategy. Rob, that's great direction for our millennials. I I hope that they contact you and and work out a, a future plan to help them navigate through this current system that we're in right now. You actually are in that demographic of a millennial and your generation has been called the entitlement generation. Do they deserve this bad rap? Well, since I'm part of it, I'm going to say no. (laughs) Um, In in a sense, yes. In a sense, no. I think for a lot of us millennials, we were able to experience life without technology and without smartphones. And then they kind of became integrated into our lives throughout high school and college. So for those of us in the millennial generation, we've, we've become used to the instant gratification that comes with being able to place an Amazon Prime Now order and it show up in 15 minutes sometimes and be able to order whatever we want, view whatever we want, watch whatever we want. I think that's created a sense of, well, if I want it, I can have it now. Um, And we do see that kind of overflow into things like paying off student loan debt. Well, why can't I just get it relieved or why can't I pay it off immediately? And then when we're faced with those scenarios where it's challenging, say, to pay off student loan debt, and it's more of a 5, 10, or sometimes 15-year plan, a lot of folks in, in our generation don't really react well to that. And so there is a sense of, hey, I want to want someone to come in and kind of wipe the slate clean. Or, you know, I shouldn't have to worry about this because I thought I was going to end up in a career where I could have this paid off by now. And it, I think it's a good thing for us to face some adversity. It's a good thing to work hard to work that debt off of the balance sheet. It's a good thing to work hard to accumulate cash reserves. And so I think a lot of millennials are doing, doing this well. I think a lot of them are working hard. I think a lot of them have a solid work ethic. It tends to be the minority that has the loudest voice most times. And so for us millennials, when we're covered in the media, the ones that have the loudest voice sometimes come across the whiniest or the most entitled. So I would say it goes both ways. There's good and bad with the amount of information access we have, and there's good and bad with wanting to get things done immediately. But sometimes you have to work for it. That's super insightful, Rob. I never really thought about it that way. You know, that technology is that instant gratification that you get it now, that you get it fast. And that is the reality, the mentality that this generation has grown up with. So with all of that information readily accessible for the 23-year-olds starting out in this world that are shaken by disease and government and media and a lot of misinformation to weed through, what words of advice would you partake upon them? Yeah, that's a great question. I think the best way to answer that would be to say, okay, what would I say to my 23-year-old self as we look at the world around us and how to best navigate it? I think for one, there's nothing new under the sun. And if you look back over history, even in the last 100 years in our country, um, we've dealt with disease, we've dealt with government issues, we've dealt with the media, we've dealt with misinformation, we've been through wars. Uh, And although these are turbulent times that we are in, it's not something that we as a country haven't faced before, and it's not something that we as a country haven't overcome. So for one, as we look at all of these larger events and these things that seem to rattle us as a, as a people, as a society, I think we have to know that our hope and our security is in Christ, uh, that he's in control, he's sovereign, 
none of this is a surprise to him. And then as we try to relate that to the planning portion of our lives, we know that God directs our steps. And we often say here at the firm that man plans and God laughs, but it's our job to help people plan well. And so as we do that, know that when you set a plan in place, uh, it's going to be fluid. It's not the gospel and it's going to move around. And so as life throws you curveballs, as the world throws you curveballs, if we have our sights and our hope set on Christ, that's unmovable and unchangeable. And so as we're looking at this temporary world and how to navigate it financially, we know that our job is to steward well what we've been entrusted with. That includes our time, that includes our resources, that includes our relationships. And so if I'm telling my 23-year-old self, how do you navigate through all of these things, it's that. So in the present, we need to look at how we can best steward our relationships, our finances, and our time. And then really think about from a planning standpoint, knowing that you have a lot of years in front of you. Get started young. I think that's one of the things I would say. Uh, to these folks fresh out of school or maybe headed into grad school is to begin thinking about even taking small incremental steps uh, when it comes to investing, when it comes to saving, and when it comes to the financial planning piece, because the longer time horizon you have, the more beneficial and advantageous it becomes. So in the present, it's always great to take an evaluation of all the things that you've been blessed with to steward. But I think too, You can always lean on wisdom. You can always lean on experience. And so it's critical to have older, wiser folks in your life to assist you. They may seem old fashioned. The baby boomers may seem like they're old school, but you you can learn a lot at the old school from those folks. So having an advisor to assist you in making a financial plan, having a pastor to lead you well in your spiritual life, leaning on your parents and those around you who know you well and have poured into you, I think those are all critical things to being humble, to receiving instruction, to gaining wisdom from those who have already been down the same roads and made the same decisions, sometimes bad, sometimes good, and they could give you feedback on that. And so for a a 23-year-old, I would say remain teachable and remain humble. Rob, that's some awesome advice. I love it. You're a delight to speak with today. We really appreciate your time. So millennials, you've heard it here. Get started young. This is Kristen on More Than Rich, shining a light on your financial underwear drawer. If you want to contact Rob, please do so at 919-554-0080. Carlson Financial Services is online at Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And you can reach us at our website at www.carlsonfinancialservices.com. Thank you. Investment advisory services offered by duly registered individuals on behalf of Creative One Wealth LLC, a registered investment advisor. Creative One Wealth LLC and Carlson Financial Services LLC are unaffiliated entities. Insurance products and services are offered through Carlson Financial Services LLC. The presence of this podcast shall in no way be construed or interpreted as a solicitation to sell or offer to sell investment advisory services to any residents of any state other than the state of North Carolina or where otherwise legally permitted. Carlson Financial Services LLC and Roy Carlson is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. This material has been prepared for informational purposes only. It is not intended to provide, and should not be relied upon for, accounting, 
legal, tax or investment advice.